how do we develop diverse firms to be that next big one, to be in that pipeline, knowing that we're going to use this service forever and ever and ever? Why aren't we developing somebody to come be competitive in this space? Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. My name's Adam, and as always, joined by my lovely co-host, Chloe. And in today's episode, we're going to just spend some time, the two of us, talking and taking a look at the growth and development of the NGLCC, which is the National LGBT Chamber of Commerce the business voice of the LGBT community. The NGLCC is the largest global advocacy organization specifically dedicated to expanding economic opportunities and advancement for LGBT people. Today, we will discuss why the NGLCC is so important and how it's involved over the years. Wonderful. I am super excited about jumping into this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those organizations I think people don't realize that's out there. Uh, you know, it's it's a smaller group. You know, when you start thinking, of, when you start thinking of things like the NMSDC, the National Minority Supplier Business Development Council, or WeBank, they're on the smaller side, you know, of those councils, but still a very active group of entrepreneurs and business owners. And so, you know, I think one that deserves uh, some time and attention today. Absolutely. And it's also one of the younger ones, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it mm -hmm. started it know, is. since, what was it, 2012 or was... Actually, 220, they're a little older than we both thought, 2002. So it's actually a 19-year-old organization. Ah, but still, yes. when the other ones were started in the late 70s, early 80s... Yeah, they're still the new kid on the block, that's for sure. They're still the new kid on the block, so that's wonderful. Yep. And so I know that you've spent some time at the conferences. How important do you think, you know, and I, I have obviously think that this is very important, but how important do you right. think that having an advocacy organization that's, you know, mm -hmm. focused on the LGBT community and suppliers, how, how important do you think that is just to the business in the, in the business world in our current environment? Yeah. I, I actually, I think it's vital, right? Absolutely. Because the, the, the LGBT or LGBTQ community, um, it represents a lot of spending power, to be honest yes, with you. Absolutely. So, so, you know, from a business standpoint, and you and I talk about it on our show all the time, and that is economic impact, right? Mm -hmm. And how our just doing our normal day to day really impacts communities, underrepresented peoples and that type of thing. So really having an advocacy group that brings uh, to the forefront uh, LGBT and LGBTQ owned companies really helps drive that economic impact. Um, and I think as all, you know, non-government agencies like the others that we've mentioned, it helps us as corporates realize who's out there, right? Because sometimes our spheres can just be small, right? Um, 
if you're not part of that particular community, you might not know of these businesses or have opportunities to run into them. So I think it's a fantastic forum just for uh, B2B awareness uh, to find others out there and to uh, just expand your portfolio of providers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that you're so right. And, you know, I think that when we talk about just how America has evolved, it's like, you know, why wasn't this part of the initiative to begin with when we first kind of rolled it out? But we're, we're evolving as a nation and becoming more um, aware and inclusive in general. But I definitely think that this should have been something on the forefront when we were, you know, starting to think about supplier diversity in the beginning. Right, right. But, you know, I think it's the expression better late than never also comes to mind, right? And Absolutely. It was a long time coming. Don't get me wrong. I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely a long time coming. Uh, but, you know, just from a overall human rights perspective, it's been, you know, this is one of the many positive steps I think that we have seen in the overall community. Uh, so it's it's been a good thing. It's definitely been a good thing. It's definitely brought to light some some issues and some marvelous businesses. And, you know, I think it's been just a just a great positive step. And, you know, and knowing the leadership at the NGLCC, they have a passion, not just for their community, but for everybody. You know, they are a very inclusive, a very inclusive group of people. And, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing to see that happen, right? And then happen in business and realize that what we're doing there helps continue these conversations that we're having, right? Because really, when you break it down at the end of the day, regardless of our organization that we are part of, at the end of the day, we're just trying to make it a, a level playing field for everybody that everybody has opportunity. And, you know, we're recording this episode very close to the 4th of July. Um, and so this is, in my mind, coming closer to that, making it equal for all men, right? And 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 women. Uh, but it is just that overall thing that we want to be that land of opportunity. I mean, people still see us that way. And this helps just increase that opportunity that's out there and then help spread some of that wealth as well, too. So, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, another thing is, I think, what, you know, I can appreciate about the NGLCC is that, you know, they're very, very strong at building community within their organization. And I find that to be unique to them because I, I can't, I mean, I think the advocacy organizations all do it very differently, but it's just this very warm and inviting and it's very um, community focused. Like if you're part of this group, we're here to help, you know? And so I, I just can... I really can appreciate that for sure. It, it, and that's a great point. I love that, that they're here to help. They really will extend a hand and help somebody out uh, regardless. I mean, absolutely regardless. So um, fantastic. You know, it, it's just the overall mindset. And so what you've seen, you know, how do you think companies can really work to improve their relationship and work to just increase their spend, you know, and I guess that's two separate questions, right? How can they work to really improve their relationships with the LGBT communities, especially when going back to your point, if, if a company is looking at their purchasing and consumer behaviors and they're seeing that there's an increase in LGBT spending, you know, how can they start to really sort of make a bridge to improve their relationships to that community? That's a, that's a great question. And I'm going to, I'm going to answer that in a very simple term. And that's mentoring. Honestly, 
I honestly think we need to to mentor more of our LGBTQ businesses. My observation is is from where I sit in corporate America and look at the entire DEI landscape as it pertains to suppliers. Uh, when you look at your MBE suppliers or your WE suppliers or even your AABEs, your Asian American business owners, there are some very large corporations in there. Some very big organizations. Absolutely. Um, and so for corporate America, size, and I'm sorry to say this, guys, but let me just let 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 Adam be honest with you for a minute. Yes. Size matters. Okay. It does. It really does. Because there is a risk. You have to remember where corporations want to do the right thing, they're also pulled in the opposite direction. Not bad. Not that people are asking us to do evil, but there are shareholders. There are the bigger things. So size and scale helps us mitigate risk, right? Especially if you're a providing a key service and we can't have you go out of business. Oh man, we got to make sure you're financially stable. And if we make up 90% of your revenue, that could be a deal breaker. Believe it or not, that can be a deal breaker, right? And I have a lot of small companies regardless of who they're certified from, the lost ball company is going, man, having your flag would just make it for us. And I'm like, we're not going to be part of that. <laughs> well, okay. and that's not, that's not something that you'd want to, that you would say to a client anyways, though. But yeah. You don't want to bet, you know, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. And I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. But I also understand that the small business's time is money. Yes. You know what is. I'm saying? And it if is. they really think if I lead them on, right, and they think, well, maybe, maybe we do have a shot with, with this large financial firm. And I'm sitting there going, mm -mm, there's absolutely no way, <laughs> no way. You know, I'm going to come up front and I'm going to say, look, we can't be 90% of your overall gross revenue. You are located in one city with five people. It's not going to work. And unfortunately, that's where I find a lot of the NGLCC firms. There are some big ones. Don't get me wrong, because I'm sure somebody's going to put a comment somewhere going, well, have you ever talked to so-and-so? Yes, I probably have. And I know there's some big ones out there. But a lot of them are smaller, what we would consider boutique firms. Uh, I see this also in the veterans associations, too. So let me just kind of share the wealth on this comment. I see this in the veterans associations, too. Small firms, five employees, one city, maybe even a suburb of that city. And they're trying to do business with a Fortune 50. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know if that's going to work. Now, sometimes, depending on the type of industry we're looking at, like if it's a creative, you might only need five people. But if you're trying to provide me something like IT services or staffing or one of these ones that requires size and scale, you got to be, you know, you've, you've got to be at least a $15 million company or more, mm. honestly. Let me mm -hmm. just put a marker out there for you. Right, right. Well, that's you know, a good one. Well, that's a then, good one. Well, and I would say, and I, I don't want to, you know, get so derailed, but, you know, some of like the SBA sort of requirements, like, you know, they say you've got to be at a certain revenue to not be considered small. And that is a very, that's varying numbers based on what services or solutions that you provide. It's crazy. So some can be, if you're above 5 million, you're considered big, just depending on what it is that you're doing. But you know, for technology companies, you know, such as Higher Ground, um, the requirement is 55 million. So if you're under 55 million, you're still considered small. Yeah. And that's so, OK. And that's that is okay. OK. That's totally fine. Right? There's benefits like, there. There's, there's benefits so there. many benefits. Right? So many benefits. And I, and I think that's what some people have to realize is that should be part of your strategy. It's like absolutely leveraging a small business. A great because if at 55 million, you can sit there and go at 50 million. I'm still considered a small company. I'm doing well. I get all these benefits. Why do I want to be 56? Does, you know what I'm saying? 
we've got to stop and think about that as business owners. But going back to what I was originally saying about mentoring and what brought us down this rabbit trail, which I'm always so good at deviating from the original story we were trying to do. <laughs> it's a conversation. It's so, all about Adam. Yes, I think we finally yes, realized that on this yes, podcast. Okay. Yes. So what I was trying to say about mentoring is because they're small does not mean they are going to stay small forever or at a point where they don't, it doesn't make sense to have them be direct to a larger firm. As corporates, we have to look back and go, if we want to increase our spend with the NGLCC and, and their member firms, and we're, and we look at our spend and we go, why, why is nobody here? And then we sit there and go, oh, because nobody's the size that's comfortable to work with. Mm-hmm. We need to be working with these firms to build them up as corporate America. And I'm going to say this in general, as corporate America, I think we do a pretty poor job of pipelining diverse firms to prepare them to be ready to work for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We expect them to be kind of rough and ready, ready to go when we meet them. And if they're not, we're like, well, taking that off, moving on to the next, because guess what? Here's this non-diverse firm that's over here. We'll just go use them instead. Mm. Instead of taking the time to say, how do we develop diverse firms to be that next big one, to be in that pipeline, knowing that we're going to use this service forever and ever and ever. Why aren't we developing somebody to come be competitive in this space? As a corporate, if I'm developing them, guess what I'm doing? I'm molding them to fit my My needs and my business challenges. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I think a lot of corporations miss that, but in their way, well, well, let me say this in their defense. Most supplier diversity teams are very small. And so when you talk about development, that's a that's a huge lift. It's a commitment from one or two people across all these suppliers. And that's that's hard. It's impossible. And and maybe those one or two people, that's only their part time job. They're really also doing contract negotiation. Right. Or this other thing where I am. I have a luxury. There's a team of five of us and we're full time at this. Okay. And it's still too much to do. Honestly, to do it right, to be world-class, to set that utopian standard, it's still too much to do. So yeah. So I, I, how can we help improve relationships with LGBTQ businesses? Mentoring. Let's get out there. Let's help work and develop them because guess what? Like every other business, everybody wants to learn. When obviously, right? so, yeah. And obviously for mentoring, um, you'd have to be able to identify them. So that leads us down, you know, how important being certified is for NGLC because If a company says we want to increase our spend, if we want to mentor LGBT, how are they going to find you otherwise? Exactly. Exactly. And here's the other thing, too. If you go to the NGLCC and you get certified, please don't think that now you have a magic ticket to get every corporate contract that you ever wanted. Okay, your certification does not equal contract with corporate America. Mm. It doesn't. Right, Right. What it does equal is you're now in a network of other firms like yours, small, diverse firms. LGBTQ community that can understand you, can talk to you, can mentor you. I'm going to come back to that word again. So you realize your certification allows you to grow your company from within to get ideas from, to mentor, to grow professionally. That's what you need to think about certifying to do. Certifying to you means I'm growing myself professionally. Oh, and by the way, it does open some doors for me to start having some conversations with corporates. And yes, if I'm going to spend money with a LGBTQ community, I'm going to make sure they have the NGLC certification. And if you don't, I'm going to ask you to go get it. Right, right, exactly, exactly. I mean, that's honestly how it is because when you start looking at federal requirements, Fannie Mae and Mac, you've got, it's certified spend, right? Got to have certified spend. I understand some places still accept self-certified. I've got nothing against that. I'm just telling you where I sit in regulated America, it's certified. 
And, you know, I think once you get certified, there are so many benefits to that. You know, we talked about community, we talked about getting access to contracts, but then there's also the conferences that are incredible. So much learning opportunities. So many learning opportunities. So yeah. many learning opportunities. Yeah. And, and the and so, NGLCC puts on some of the best that are out right. there, to be honest with you. And I here's, the, okay. I'm I need to try to go in. this year. You know, hopefully I'm, I'm welcome, but I feel like I will be. I'm just, oh, I keep hearing oh, yeah, how no, amazing no. their conferences are. It, so, so I'm like, okay, so I need to go. I'm going <laughs> to give you guys, I'm going to give you guys my insider tip. Okay. So if you're wanting to get in with, a corporate, a big corporate. Okay. And you're like, man, I can get no time with them. And you've shown up to the, and I love the NMSDC. I'm not bashing anybody here, the NMSDC or the WeBank conference. Right. And you're like, oh my goodness, the line to talk to Adam is around the corner and out the door. And okay? he was exhausted when I finally got, and to he was exhausted. And by the time I, and, and by yeah. the time I talked to him at four in the afternoon, he's been there since seven, you know, he just kind of stared at me glazing. Yeah. I did. And I'm so sorry. Please. And he said he was going to call me and I never, yeah, and he heard never back did. From me, so yeah, the, the amount of attendees at the NGLCC conference is a third of the NMSDC. Oh, we just okay. let the bag out of the, the cat I out did. of the bag. I just yes. let the cat out of the bag, but guess what? All the corporates that are at the NMSDC, guess where they are. They're there. They're at the NGLCC. Yes. Every last yes. one of them. Okay. Any yeah. major flag that you were trying to get in front of and guess what they don't have a line going out the door. Yeah. Right. There might be three or four people there, but you're going to have a greater chance at having a much more meaningful conversation other than a, hi, how are you? Here's my card. Hope to hear from you again, where you can actually give that 30, no more than 30, please. Second pitch, right? To the person you're trying to meet or a handshake or a meaningful little one-on-one -on -one dialogue. The NGLCC conference is an amazing place to get that done because there's a lower amount of attendees. And that's not a slam against the NGLCC. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, from my observations as an insider, if you're trying to get a leg up, go. And they put on some amazing um, panels and boards and information sessions. So it's not like it's a second-rate conference. Oh, far from it. It's, like I said, one of the best. And there's so much to learn and so many people to meet. Now, what you can't do if you're not an NGLCC member is you can't be part of the one-on-one matchmaking, I believe. Right. right. Which that's still the same with all right. the advocates. Exactly. It's the same with all. Yep. But you can still go to the trade show. Eh, the corporates are there, right? You can still go to the after parties. Huh? The corporates are there. You can still go to the panels and the information system because guess who's usually speaking at them? Oh, the corporates. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that that's great. And I'd love to um for our next, you know, an episode in the future is, you know, have someone from the NGLCC kind of talk about, yeah. you know, yeah. all the work that they do so that all of our listeners can really understand the value that all these advocacy organizations, I mean, that's exactly what they do from helping you get in front of corporations. There's also political things that they do to make sure that the agendas of, of the group of constituents that they represent is being pushed. You know, there's a lot of different sort of advocacy things that are going on behind the scenes oh, yeah. Yeah. that are very, very valuable. So I think oftentimes people think, oh, well, let me just get certified so that I can get contracts. And it's much more than just contracts but it's it's being part of a group it's moving the needle for the collective it's being part of a community and it's it, and it's growing and it's it's just growing and scaling and 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 putting good back into the world and i, I just love how the nglcc does it 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Class act. Uh, Justin and the team there at the NGLCC run a, a great, great program. So it's always uh, it's always an honor to be part of it. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to check out our previous episodes. And if you haven't already, continue to support the podcast. Be sure to check us out on LinkedIn at Chloe Gidry Reed and at Adam Moore and stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us and participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.